Hey everyone, I'm Matt. And I'm Steven. And you're listening to Code Talk with Matt and Steven, where we sit around chatting about coding stuff. Welcome everybody to another episode of Code Talk with Matt and Steven. This is episode 18. Um, and today I want to discuss uh, dealing with the slump. And so, yeah. well, what is the slump? Um, it's, it, to me, it's, it's, uh, well, I'll tell you what, I, I felt a slump last week, last week at work. It, uh, I, I finished off a 10 day slump, uh, where I introduced four bugs into production. Um, and so to me, the slump is, you know, where you, you're just, it's bug after bug. You can't seem to fix it. You can't seem to get ahead. You're, you're not feeling as productive. You're not feeling like you're up to, uh, up to par, up to standard or, or where your expectations are or the expectations of others are. Um, and so the slump is, uh, or what we're going to discuss is, is uh, how do you deal with that professionally and personally? Sound good, Matt? Yeah, that sounds great. Actually, um, I was I was in a, a company meeting and we were actually <clears throat> demoing Help Scout. Um, Woohoo! And yeah, there, there was there was a bug in Help Scout, so I wonder if that was you. <laughs> Which bug was it? Last Thursday, huh? Which bug was it? Oh, I don't quite remember. I think it was with, you know how that, you can automate, um, you know, the tickets coming into different folders, you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I'm sorry. I don't know what it's called. You, sh- you, you probably know what it's called. I would hope. You workflows. Know but anyway. Yeah, workflows. That's it. So they were demoing the workflows and I think, you know, she was trying to save and it just kind of did nothing. So she had to start all over. <laughs> uh, I do believe that I saw something about that. That one was not me. Uh, uh, work workflows are, uh, are 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 amazing, and uh, ownership really cool. ownership of that goes to uh, to buddy of mine Shay. Uh, shout out to Shay there. He does an amazing job of of uh, just handling that, and he's he, I think he rewrote it a few years ago. The code looks beautiful, and man, under the hood, I don't. I'm not a car guy. I don't get excited about looking under the hood of a car. I don't care about horsepower. I care about code. And so, but work workflows is one of those. I'm like, oh yeah, that's American made muscle right there. <laughs> um, yeah. Workflows uh, is cool. Uh, yeah. No, mine was. Okay. So I had two, two weeks ago and then I had two last week. The two weeks ago, I don't remember what they were, but I, um, I was let know of it by a few people and, uh, but um, anyway, you know, if you get a, if you introduce a bug and your team catches it, it's embarrassing. It's unfortunate. It's not fun, but you can easily recover. If a customer, uh, you know, catches it, it's even more embarrassing. And, and I feel worse then because I'm like, right, because like those are the people paying my salary. You know, like I let I let them down. I, there's something that I did that caused their productivity to suffer. Uh, and so the two last week was um, was uh, shoot, I'm trying to remember now. God, hold on. Yeah, so the two last week were um, actually in in authenticating um, with uh, with our service or you know, like integrations that we have um, via OAuth two. Mm-hmm. And so what we do is we have a proxy um, in our system because like with with systems like OAuth, right, you have to have a redirect a callback URI, right? Right. Um, and we have in a lot of systems you have to specify. 
like when you set up your API keys and all that, you have to specify what the URL or list of URLs possibly could be that you're going to redirect to. That's a good security measure. Um, but uh, it meant that when, when, when we do stuff like testing uh, in our CI and dev environments, those environments are generated dynamically based on the timestamp, based on the uh, branch you're on and stuff like that. And so the URL or the subdomain of it is different, you know? And so we couldn't keep up with, uh, like in Salesforce, like the amount of time that you had in the environment and then you'd have to copy that URL, go add it to a huge list of you know, approved redirects. Right. And then uh, you would, uh, you know, it, then Salesforce's, you know, servers would, that, that setting update would have to propagate through their service, which took an hour or so. Um, and so you lost time and sometimes your environment would be dead by then. Your test environment would be gone because um, we have automated destruction of that. And and so what I, I came up with the idea of having a, of a, of a redirect proxy. And so we point to the same URL um, on in production on our servers and mm-hmm. each environment builds its own URL that goes to, so like, let's say local goes to Salesforce, Salesforce sends you to production, production, production then decodes, because we encrypt it, decodes the destination, and it says, cool, looks like I need to send you here. And it sends you, and so production will then redirect you back to the local environment that you originated the, the call from. And it forwards along the query parameters and stuff like that, and we have security not uh, in the redirects, so the URLs are whitelisted or the domains are and um, and that works really well. I added a, a provider to that last week because uh, we're updating one of our integrations. I added a provider to use the proxy. And in adding that, since we've added so many to it, um, it was just a simple uh, switch statement that was handling it. And I was like, you know, let me break this out. And I broke it out into, into separate pieces, into a separate class and separate methods. I, I tested them all. I did this and that. But I missed two spots. Uh, and, and one of them broke production and a customer and actually all of our customers oh, wow. could not, could not authenticate their, their, um, in, integrations. I fixed that one, but there was another bug hiding behind it. So once that one was fixed, this new one was exposed. And what happened was, and this one was a stupid one. I hated this so much. Um, the controller called the. The, the the service class that does all of the redirect, mm-hmm. you know, figuring out, building the URL, then the controller actually redirects you. And and it, like I said, it, it, we pass in the request object to the, uh, um, you know, the service class and it appends any query parameters. So like the code, mm-hmm. you know, when you're doing OAuth uh, authentication. And I was instantiating this class in the controller via our container. We use the PHP uh, league container. And I was instantiating it because I was like, cool, you know, it's in the container. If I ever want to test it, I can just mock that, whatever. Well, I then passed in the parameter to build, add the request in there to build the request with the query parameters. Except I forgot that when you pass in parameters that are supposed to be constructor parameters to something that you're building like automatically, that you have to name them. You have to give it a, an associative array instead of just an array. And so it was looking at that and it was like, I don't know what this parameter is. And so it was just instantiating a new request, which did not contain the query parameters. And so when it would get to your destination, it was like, there's no code. There's nothing for me to do here. Like, And so it started sending our customers in an infinite loop 
of like, there's no code, so I need to authenticate. So they'd go authenticate. It'd come back there and like, there's no code. I need to authenticate. And so they were just in a constant. (laughs) And it was easy to find, but it was, I had tested the service, but I had not tested the front end controller that it would actually redirect you with the expected okay. stuff, you know, right? So I had unit tested, but I not had integrated, te- you know, I hadn't done a functional or integration test. Yeah. Um, and so that one, that one irritated me. It was the quickest to fix, but I was like, man, if I had even just thought of freaking testing that, it never would have happened. And so that was the end of- That's one of those things you're like, oh, this is, this is obvious. This is easy. Yeah. You know, just, I'm just, yeah. But it was, it was- just passing for me. It, it 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 was the end of a 10-day slump that I had just been doing one thing after another and and I was feeling pretty down, you know. And um and you know, stuff like that, like I mean it looks bad on you professionally, but then it's all about how you react. And I know, you know, I've always tried to do this and, and I know our 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 team, our, our coaches, our managers at work, they uh they expect when you screw up to to own up to it, you know, like an adult. Um, and I've always tried to do that. And it's like very much like, nope, you know what? This is on me. I, I fucked up. Um, but then you also have to try and do better, right? But it doesn't matter whether you own up like that. It still can get you down mentally. And so how do you, you know, the struggle, at least for me, is how do you get through that? Like, how do you not only make sure you learn from it, but how do you come back emotionally from something like that to where you've been beaten down by these things? Well, it's hard for me to answer that question since I've only ever written perfect code. So, um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm going to actually, so, you know, go ahead, go ahead. ahead. I, I think, I think the environment you're in helps a lot. I mean, you know, I've made some, I've made some blunders, you know, and most of the time it's, you know, I find that, you know, if you have a great, you know, you have a great team, but also you have great customers, then everybody's understanding. I think, you know, in this business, there are going to be bugs and things are going to happen. Um, and when it comes to clients, most of the time it's, it's, it's about how you respond to it, you know? So in this case, you you know, there was, there was a bug in the system. It, it affected a lot of people, but it was immediately taken care of, you know what I mean? And, Versus like, oh, yeah, we know about that. And then, you know, six days later, it, it, it finally is fixed, right? Um, so, you know, I just think it's – and I think on a personal level, I mean, if you have a great team, you know, most of the time they're going to say, hey, don't worry about it. Things happen. Thank you for owning up to it. You know, and I think, you know, knowing that <clears> – you know, kind of knowing that, yeah, one, mistakes happen. You learn from those mistakes and you just kind of push forward, um, you know, and you get into your next, you know, I guess the next thing you're going to be working on, you're going to probably be extra careful <laughs> as you're working on it. You're like, I can't, I can't make another mistake, but um, yeah, that's yeah. what I think. And, you know, we've got, um, we've got really great customers. I mean, our customers are, are the best and I don't work as much in support, uh, you know, and dealing directly with the customers I use as I used to, because as we've grown our support team has grown and, and they are, our support team is amazing. Uh, I mean, when I try to get in there and help out with the queue, uh, like by the time I even log on, like they've, they've gotten it down, uh, to zero or almost zero. And they, they, I mean, they are on it. Um, and so we, we try to take care of our customers and, but our customers are always very understanding, like, right. Like we'll be like, Hey, yeah, you know what? We screwed up or this happened because of whatever, like we're on it, you know? 
Um, and they always all, like you said, they always are very forgiving. You know, I don't think I've ever seen a situation where a customer has been like irate over, over something being down for a day or so or something like that. Um, because we, we care about our customers, right? That's how we take care of them and and keep them is by taking care Mm -hmm. of them. And, um, but what, what whole, what weighs on me is like when those issues that I've caused, especially are in production, I can fix it immediately but it still may be 24 hours before it reaches production again, like before it's deployed, you know, because of the, our build, wow. our build schedule, yeah. our process, our review code review, stuff like that. Like we have these processes in place for our, you know, for security, for our benefit, for, you know, quality assurance. And, um, you know, so we've got it. I tested locally. I tested in web dev, you know, someone else will test it. We, we have unit tests that run, we, you know, our builds, if they fail at all, we have to fix that. You know, and then so we, you know, they've got to be reviewed by two or more teammates, and then it gets queued up in the next build and deploy. Um, but mm-hmm. sometimes, and a lot of the times, uh, because of time zones and the stuff, our builds go out towards the end of my workday. And so I always feel bad too, because if I cause a production bug, generally it's it's against my buddy, my coworker Shay, because he's on the West Coast. He's the one who tends to fix it for me. Um, because I'm like already at that point, I'm off work. I'm Same. at dinner. Yeah. I'm 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 away from my computer and my phone. And I'm like I can't do anything because I'm not I'm not there, you know. And I hate that I hate that feeling. Not because it it's it's some it's not so much that I can't. I think what what hits me emotionally is not so much that I screwed up, but I can't immediately fix it, or someone else has to yeah. do it for yeah. me. And I'm like I I I'm putting other yeah. strain or work or responsibility on a teammate. And at the same time, my customer is being let down and is waiting because of whatever. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. And yeah, I can't, I can't say anything different. I I feel the same way. Like if something's going on and I'm in the middle of, you know, family time or something, it's like, you know, I'm trying to make that decision of, is it okay for me to, (laughs) you know, can I get back to, to trying to fix this or, um, you know, what do you do in that, you know, that situation? And it's hard because you have, you have responsibilities to both your family and your job. Um, and, but the truth is, you know, most of the, well, all of the good companies, right. Are going to say, well, you know, unless it's literally a dire emergency and and you're always prepared for that and your family is always prepared for that. But, you know, most of the time it's like, you know, fix it when you get a chance. Right. Um, I think yours is a little tougher because of, how your build process goes out versus I work on a very small team. So hot fix is going to go up immediately, you know, um, as soon as we possibly can, can figure out the issue and, and get it in the queue. So, yeah. you know, I guess it's, you know, it makes, I guess the situation's a little I bit I mean, our, our build master, our, our, our CTO and stuff like that. He's, he's, um, he's a great guy. Denny, Denny Swindle. He's um, brilliant too, man. I love, I love chatting with him and giving him shit. And I love learning from him. Um, but he, uh, yeah, he'll, he'll throw up hot fixes like immediately. If it's something that's like, you know, it's, you know, causing the customer to not be anybody. If it's like, no one can log into the system. Obviously that's bad because that means they can't use any of our software, right? Not just a small piece of it or something. So it's not like it's, it's not like what I did was less important. It was just like it, it, the impact was smaller. And so it was like, okay, maybe, it, you know, it can be added in. It's not an immediate thing. It was still pressing and it was, you know, still important. Right. And that, that fact uh, was was made known. 
Um, but yes, hot fixes will go up. And then what's cool is we still follow that build process. And so he'll throw up the hot fix in, into the server, you know, directly mess with the code or whatever. Um, but then we actually still will go and create a fix uh, in the code, submit a PR for review. And then that proper fix will go out in, in the next build. So I, I, I like that. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I've done that before too, or you, yeah, you cowboy code a fix in there real quick just to keep things working. And then, yeah, yeah, <laughs> go back and make it right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Done that. Definitely been there. Um, so, I mean, I guess there's, there's other kinds of slumps too. Um, you know, I don't know if you want to talk about those, right. That don't necessarily have to, you're not really about, you know, I guess fixes, but I, I say a slump is you're working. I mean, I actually, I'm having an up and down kind of thing. It's, you know, where you're working on something that you're like, oh, this is going to take it, you know, this is not going to take me very long to accomplish. And the next thing you know, it's, it's one, it's, it's a rabbit trail of legacy code. Um, and you're trying to figure out the right way to fix it. And then you're, you know what I mean? And then next thing you know, it, one, one small thing turns into this long, like, you know, multi-day kind of, kind of, you know, deal. Um, and then not only with that, you've already committed, you know, we work in sprint. So I've committed to all these other things and that's pushing those. And, you know, then you feel bad because your next sprint, you're like, well, I didn't get all this stuff done. And, you know, yeah. So how do you deal with it? Do you, um, yeah. I don't know how yeah. I deal with it. Cause I feel the same way. Uh, I, I, um, I'm not good at, I don't know. I still don't get the idea of points in a sprint. Like that's, I think in time intervals, you know, but I, I will think like, okay, this to me sounds like it'll be a day's worth of work. And then, yeah, you would get in there and then it's like, oh crap. I'm like, I've spent a day trying to even figure out what this code does because I didn't write it or I've gone down the rabbit hole and I've had to look this up and then now I've tried to do, yeah, you, you spend a lot longer in there. And I think you just, you, you can't help if you actually care about your job. I think it's, it's human nature. If you care, you can't help but feel guilty for having felt like you wasted time or yeah. maybe I'm not good enough because someone else would have caught it quicker or whatever. Like I've done that. I've done that here. I've done that at Help Scout. And that's what um, my coach has, has helped me over the last few years of like what it truly means to be senior is not necessarily being good at code or owning up to your stuff, but it's being like, I used, so one thing I used to always do was try to, try to pass off the responsibility or pass off the task, not because I didn't want to do it or I was scared to do it, but it was like, you know what? Like it's going to take me like three days to do this. This guy wrote it. He could do it in like 30 minutes or something. Right. It's like, why don't we just let him do it? But what I've, I've been coaching on on that is like, no man, like we've got to spread the responsibility. You know, more people need to know this system. More people need to be responsible and in charge of it. We need to spread the knowledge and, and it's okay, you know, because in the next time you touch it, it'll be less time. You know, like, it's okay to, to do this and have it, you know, the first time take a little longer. Like, you're not expected to know everything and be the fastest at everything and whatever. Like, you still have to meet deadlines, but, you know, it, sometimes you don't know. Right. That's, that's the nature of engineering, right? You don't know. Yeah, yeah. But I think that's, you know, and I, and I guess with the Agile process, I mean, you know, what's funny is, like, I, I actually work in points, and I think most people work in time. Uh, I actually like the point when? system. Um, 
because I don't know how long ever know how long something's going to take, but I can pretty much guess whether it's easy or it's hard, right? Or if it's too much. Um, I guess I just I still don't like know. The point system, you know, like like because because it, because you still work in two know, week sprints, yeah, I, so it's like points two time, right? And so you're like, well, I don't yeah. know, like this is hard, so it's eight points. Well, I mean, it's, it's an average, so I think the the whole thing is that you, you have this burn down chart, right? And and so on average. Um, you know, Steven can do 32 <laughs> points a sprint. That's you on average, right? So when, when you go into a sprint and you're saying, okay, this one's, this one's going to take me 15 minutes. It's a one. This one's going to take me probably a day and a half. I'm going to put this at a two or three because I might have a couple more things or there might be some issues. So, you know, and then this one's going to be a five because there's a lot to it, but I can't really break it down anymore because, you know, that kind of stuff. And so next, you know, you add up to like 32 points roughly every, every sprint. And then there's going to be some sprints where you only get 24 done. There's going to be some where you get 40 done, you know, it's just, but on average you're, you know, that's, that's kind of, so, and, and I guess it's a point to where if you leave it at around 32, you're going to be able to accomplish your goals, you know, pretty much just about every sprint. There might be something that flows over, but you know, you're kind of meeting deadlines, you know, but then that's what the, I guess the daily sprint planning and, you know, all that kind of stuff, you know, kind of helps to define things. You might go in and say, whoa, I hit this big issue. And they might say, well, let's, let's solve it this way so we can meet the deadline. And then we'll add something else to the next sprint or, you know, stuff like that. So I like the process. I think it's great. I don't because um, <laughs> it doesn't make sense. To me. But to answer the question <laughs> of how do I deal with that is um, I guess I don't deal with it well. You know, I still struggle with it and I, I don't know anybody that that again cares about their job and their their product and their customer or their craft that yeah. handles it well because I feel like if you're not at least slightly upset by that, um, then then you're stuck. And maybe you should think about a change. At least in my opinion. Like cause I would. If I were at the point where it was like, you know what, like eh, if I go over, I don't care. You know, then I'm like, no, like if I say if my, my word mm-hmm. is my bond, if I said it's going to take me three days and it takes me longer, then I'm like, well, what did I do wrong? How can I make sure that I don't misjudge that next time? Right. And, and I think that's, that's really, that's really it. Like, you know, you just, as it goes, you know, every sprint, you're going to get better at judging what you can accomplish. And as you know, your system more and, you know, the tasks that you have and what you're trying to do as you do those more often, you know, it doesn't take you as long and you kind of already know, you know, what it takes to get it done. Um, me, um, I got lucky this sprint because I actually went with a light sprint because everybody was like, you know, I was like, oh, I'm just going to, I'm actually going to in a sump right now because everybody's like it's going to take you way longer than you think it's going to take you i'm like no i've got all these things in place i'm going to knock this out pretty quick (laughs) and here i am (laughs) it's not done yet so well i think you and i answered that then right i think we (laughs) accidentally just answered the question of how do you deal with that it's it's uh to get out of that or to, to feel okay with it emotionally and is to try and learn from it right it's to try is to try and yeah, not make the yeah. same mistake in the future. You still may, but as long as you try to learn, take something from it and learn from it oh, and yeah. try yeah. harder next time. That's always it, right? Just yeah. care enough to try harder. Well, I mean, what is it? You got your sprint reflection. 
Yeah, we do meeting those. as well. I don't know if you guys do those where you kind of like if you were late, you know, then you kind of talk about why. And then, you know, like every sprint you're supposed to try to, it, that's really hard. I find that part really hard to do to say, hey, yeah, these are all the things we did wrong this sprint. Let's change them next sprint. But, you know, there are times where it actually, you know, could help. You could say, hey, well, I totally misjudged this and this is why I misjudged this. And, you know, and then to the next sprint planning meeting, you can, you know, hopefully say, okay, we misjudged this last time, you know. Let's think about yeah. it a little more this time. So, yeah. So, um, I don't know. I think, uh, so when I get really down like that and I beat myself up and I'm not feeling too happy, um, <clears throat> when things feel like they're out of my control like that, uh, whether it's in my work or at the company or anything like, so like something I've been struggling with too, is the fact that our company is growing so much and, you know, and we're so big, we're, we're a lot bigger now. And so I'm like, you know, things, I don't like change. So like, Things change. The culture changes. This team size change. Your immediate coworkers and friends change. Yeah. The relationship with the have, that you have with your boss changes, and so it happens because we're growing so fast. Uh, it happens quickly, and and it hits me, and it's hard for me to process that. So that added to the slump. But then, like I had already been kind of feeling that, so I was feeling a little down. Uh, but then adding these things on top of that, you know, piled on top, and really brought me down. Um, but something that always helps me. Uh, at that when I feel that point in any job is I watch office space and uh and that movie just kind of helps me like I don't know it clears <laughs> my head it helps me like flow the cares away and not not that I don't care but it's like enough I don't care enough or I don't care for enough time for enough couple of days or hours or whatever that I can kind of just like release myself of the stress of the fear of the of the of the, uh, of the weight of it all. And I'm able to just kind of clear my head and then I can come back to it and be like, all right, how do we move on? Yeah. Um, so yeah. 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 That's my go-to. That's a good go-to. I don't know what mine is. Like, I mean, I just, I'm kind of a push through kind of guy. Like I'm just gonna keep hacking at it until my brain hurts. And then, then, you know, usually in the evenings, I'm trying to solve it. Like I hate, I hate leaving the work day with something unsolved. Cause then it just bothers me all night. And I feel like yeah. I'm somewhere else, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's all the whole evening. I'm like, how am I going to solve this? Like I want to wake up in the morning and just knock it out and keep moving. It's and, it's not, and it's not yeah, even just like programming, day. right? It's, it's, that's, that's our personalities, yeah. especially as problem solvers, as engineers. Um, I haven't slept much in the last few days because uh, I mean, I took on a little lecture at work on the side, you know, so I've been staying up late, but then even when I get to bed, um, I'm, I'm trying to plan out a talk or a couple of talks uh, that I want to submit to a conference. So I'm trying to think of like the outline, the abstract and how can we do it. And so th that's kind of like, I'm working, I'm working on this problem. But then when I take a break from working, that's in my head and I take a break from working, that's in my head. So then when I go to, at, to bed at night and the work is not in front of me, well, then that comes back in my head. And so I've actually like been staying up, like laying in bed late and just have this like, I'm like, okay, oh like, well, how can I write this or what kind of topics do I want to cover? Or, and then like, I was almost asleep the other night and then I had like this thought in my head uh, that came to my mind of something that if I gave the talk, I would want to mention this. And so I like, I woke up and I was like, I got to write it down. I got to write it down. And I wrote down some good stuff, you know, made sense the next day. But it was like the same thing like you, like, I got to take care of this now. Like, I can't just turn it off and put it off until tomorrow because, like, I got to put it down now. Right. 
Right. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, I find that actually taking that break and instead of trying to figure it out with code, you know, kind of taking everything that you've done for that, you know, trying to figure out this problem and kind of breaking it out. And you're on it for me, at least I break it out in my mind and I just kind of, you know, attack it at different angles. And then usually I'll hopefully at least have, I may not solve it, but as long as I have kind of a, a direction to go when I start in the morning, then usually I can let it go. So until I like find that, like, okay, if I go, I'm going to attack it at this route and I think I got it, you know, so then I'll wake up in the morning and, and go for it, you know, you know, but I can't stop thinking about it until I, yeah, I know what I'm going to do to try to solve it next, you know, so. I can, I almost can walk away from that a little more if I don't know the answer, because I feel like I'll come back to it, but I have to, like when I walk away from it, I've got to make a note, like, and not on my computer, nothing that can be deleted. I wrote it, write it down on the sticky and I stick it on my monitor. I'm like, this is where you left off, you know, and this is kind of where you think you want to start tomorrow. Because if I don't do that and I get in tomorrow, mm-hmm. then I waste an hour or so because I'm like, what? What the hell did I do last night? What was the train of thought? Like, where am I going with this? You know, and then I'm like, I'm kind of retracing my steps a little bit. Like the other day I was debugging something um, and uh, it was into the workday, you know, my wife called down. She's like, hey, you know, are we going to dinner? And I said, yeah, give me five minutes. I'm digging through logs. I'm on this train of thought. I got I to gotta see this through. Like, I need five minutes to follow these logs to get to where I think it's going to lead to confirm it. Because I'm like, if I come back at this tomorrow, I'm going to be like, I got to start at that at the top all over again and follow this rabbit trail again. So I'm like, let me just let me get the answer to this. And then tomorrow I'll have the solution, you know. So Yeah. Yeah. I, no, I definitely hear you there. I have a thousand text edit files open at a time. So I keep my notes. <laughs> <They're up. laughs> I use this. I use the stickies on the Mac. And I stick them right up in my the top, right of my monitor. Maybe I should try that. Cause I, I got, um, yeah, I got so many text edit files open. It's, it's ridiculous. So, yeah. Yeah. So I actually need to go buy some office supplies tomorrow and uh, sticky notes are on the list. I use the virtual sticky notes too. So stuff that's persistent. So like things when I think about it, uh, when I have my one-on-one with, with my manager um, every two weeks. Uh, and I started doing this because when we get into the meetings, he's like, so what do you have with me? I'm like, I don't know. But maybe at some point in the last two weeks, I would have had something, but then I forget it. So I just jot it down on my digital sticky now. And then I'm like, hey, here's a list of stuff, you know, and I'm, I bombard him with all these things, but at least I remember it. But then like for me, like the really important stuff, that's physical world it's physical stickies because i can't delete it i can't close it it's right there bright pink in my face <laughs> yeah that's a good call maybe i should pick up a couple do it or a couple packs of post-it notes yeah i'm a little i'd be a little worried about my monitor after that though It'd probably be everywhere yeah well do you have the uh, so i've got i don't know what monitor you've got i've got the thunderbolt display from apple and it's got the nice inch inch yep. and a half yeah, thick, you uh, yeah. yeah edges and so i'm like i stick it all around like if i need to i've got a pretty thin bezel on mine not too bad i could uh, i could get sticky notes on there though yeah so, see? at least on the bottom yeah so. oh and for the really important notes that like something i can't ignore or walk away from uh i'll put the sticky note on right next on my laptop next to the uh the trackpad so like I can close the laptop or I can whatever, but it's right there. Like if I'm going to touch my laptop, I got to see that sticky. Yeah, it's not a bad idea either. Yeah. So you come in in the morning and you're like, okay, I got to do this. Yeah. Yep. 
Pretty much. I've done that with yeah. bills that I've had to pay that I've put off for weeks. I would put the whole bill in my, uh, in my, la- or on my laptop covering the keyboard. So when I come in the next day or whatever, I'm like, Oh, I should probably take care of that right now. Cause I can't touch my computer until I do. <laughs> <laughs> it's just simple, like simple hacks like that. It's how I get my life back. There you go. Good call. Yeah. I, I I'm terrible about that stuff too. So yeah. My wife is always like, you've done this yet? I'm like, oh, no. Or I'll remember, and then, I'm, and then I'll get distracted by something and, yeah, totally forget. Get back into what I'm doing, and it's gone. So, so I think the takeaway is uh, slumps are normal, right? Like, and I think we are our own worst critics. We beat ourselves down probably more. And then I think things feel heavier or feel worse when we're in it. Right. Like, so something our, our our boss may say to us, we can take it the wrong way because we're in a different emotional state. We're not stable uh, because we're in a slump or we're feeling down or, or stressed or whatever. And so, like, especially things said over Slack or email or something that's not you can't hear the context or the, or the tone of the voice. Right. And so I think you have to be mindful of that and separate your logical brain from your emotional brain. So when you may maybe want to react and be like, what the hell does he mean by that? You know, or, oh my God, they're mad. They hate me. You know, then you've got to have your, you've got to train your logical brain to kick in at that point and be like, no, 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 no. Like you may just be feeling this way. Like read what they say and not what you think, how they're saying it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Um, so that's, that's difficult for me cause I'm an emotional person, but I'm also logical. So I'm, I'm trying to get my logical brain in control of my emotional. Uh, so, but that's what I am. So when I did that, uh, I think I started feeling better Thursday last week. Then I was out sick Friday, which is why we didn't record last week. Uh, and then had a nice long weekend of recovery, ready to go Monday, feeling totally refreshed and totally okay with everything about life and work. So, uh, it was a good, uh, close of the, to the week, except for the, 102.8 degree temperature. What? That was, yeah, I was, I was, I was sick Friday. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, you were sick. Yeah, yeah. Well, Sorry. Like a, I thought you were talking about weather. No. Like, what? I mean, when did you get that? Yeah. In, Green, in Greenville, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> it's like, we, had a, we had a, what, 35? Yeah, we had either. a 35 degree swing the other day. It was like one day it was 40s, the next day it was 70s or something like that. Mm-hmm. That was, uh, that's stupid. <sighs> Well, it's supposed to be nice tomorrow too. So seventy-five. Okay. Well, that's not bad. I'm forty. It was in the forties last yesterday. I love winter, but I'm kind of I'm ready for spring. I don't want summer to come too early. Yeah, I am too. <clears throat> I am too. Are you got anything else, Matt? You want to add to this or? Uh... Nope. I think that's it. Yeah. I think I think we just lost half our audience with the whole weather thing. So no, whatever. No. <laughs> <laughs> talked about the weather before and we've gained an audience so maybe we should just switch this to a weather related podcast I don't know. that's right i'm gonna close out my last my closing remark for the show is uh is gonna be uh my my favorite part my favorite part um or scene from uh from office space and uh, i don't know how well you remember it but you remember where like uh, i can't remember the guy's name but that one engineer He's in there with the bobs and they're like, so what would you say you actually do here? 
And then he's like sitting there trying to defend his job and he's getting flustered. And he's like, I already told you, I, t- I take the, uh, or I deal with the goddamn customers. So the engineers don't have to, he's like, I've got people skills. And that just, that's my favorite part. It cracks me up. Cause I'm like, that's how it works. Right? Like engineers don't want to deal with it, but you've got this corporate thing that's got these managed in this position, but I don't know. I just love it. I love, love that. Scene. People skills skills i don't have any takeaways for the end of the uh, episode all right just do a little dance and make a little love and get down tonight i'm gonna edit that out <laughs> you should leave it in there <laughs> and now we gain a few more all listeners right. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> um, awesome. Well, it's been great chatting with you again. We had a longer episode because, you know, we have not spoken in a while. Um, so it was good to catch up. Good to do another episode. It was good to and, catch uh, up. let's do it again soon. All right, man. Good luck. Until right. next time. Thanks, everybody, for listening and tuning in. As always, this has been Co-Talk with Matt and Steven. Uh, check us out online. We are at Code Talk Podcast on Twitter or Code Talk. Simplecast.fm. We'll see you next time. Thank you.